Welcome to part three of an interview with Roman Harambure on his book The Dream Assassin, Volume 1. Let's follow on with the next question. For the main characters, you gave a description uh, which, to me, when you read the book, it brings them to life. It's like I'm actually there in the middle of all the action, the magic, the mayhem. My imagination goes wild like that. Can you explain first why you wrote all your characters into your book, then from a deeper level, why did I feel so interconnected? Okay. You know at the beginning of the book, you'll actually see a character layout for basically all the main actors, as well as the um, actors that may only have, say, a very, very small part throughout the entire book. I created certain characters for certain parts. Like, for instance, um, the main character, for instance, Mystical Man. Well, I created his overlay with an actor by the name of Nicolas Cage. Mm. I created uh, Philip Dustin, the entrepreneur, the entertainer who, who finances all the magical shows. I created him, the overlay... For, a, for an actor by the name of Dwayne Johnson. Mm. Frank Hartley, um, John Cusack, but uh, Edward Keenan, um, Danny DeVito. And that's how I wrote my book. So when you read that book, you actually became, it's the energy. Remember the saying, mm. energy is everything and everything is energy? You literally connected to those characters. And you felt what they were feeling as you read. You became involved. It's like you were living it. That's why you were so interconnected. I see. Because, yeah, because what I put into it, that book is living energy. And when it becomes a movie or two in the future, people who listen to this podcast will say, wow, I can see why he did that. Because it becomes alive. Anything can become alive. If I look at, if I stretch my left hand out, and if I say in my hand that there is a book, a red book, my imagination is so powerful that if I concentrate long enough, I'll literally manifest a red book. You're kidding me, really? Yeah, oh. but it's not physical. Okay. Because it takes years and years and years to fully understand and to fully believe, which is the secret, believing that that book can be manifested directly from a substance called living energy, that everything in every universe is created into solid matter by living consciousness. Mm. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I like when it goes off and we talk about interesting things like that and gives me stuff to think about. It's good. Um, yeah, hang on. So you were saying like if you if you hold your hand out, if you hold <laughs> your like hand this. out long enough, like if you're yes. there until you do believe enough and you really yes. fit with that. Uh, how do you say? Uh, what's the manifesting thing that you what's the bring word? it into reality? Uh, you, yeah, I know it was the word for, oh, resonate, resonate with that idea. Resonate. So that actual That's book right. is already there in your mind. So uh, over and over and over it's there. 
eventually you're saying it, ha- it has to land there. It has to be there. That's right. Because That's of right. the laws of the universe. Yeah, the laws That's of right. life. Okay. It's a, it's a true fact that if you think on a certain thought long enough, like say a month, a year, 10 years, you will bring it into your existence from a logical perspective. Because that's what you basically understand is the logic world of the third dimension. But if you think from a fourth or fifth dimensional thought power, you can bring that object and manifest it into physical reality, which has been done over the last 928,000 years of human history by certain individuals. But it's not recorded in human history, not to my yeah. knowledge anyway. Yeah, sure. Living energy is a substance and it has its own consciousness. And when we become conscious beings, we can then connect to that energy and bring it in. Mm. It's like I spoke to you about this seminar that I want to do with my wife called The Art of Self-Rejuvenation. Well, I take myself as a living energy and I know that I cured my own problem back in 1988. But at the same time, Michael, I discovered a secret that I've never shared. How we can connect to our soul directly. And we can literally sit consciously within our soul. And we can literally talk to every cellular structure within our being. And we can literally rejuvenate any part of our being, internally, externally. That is the power of real conscious healing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that, that, again, like, the word I was searching for was resonate. It is a good word, isn't it? Because even from a fourth or fifth dimensional level, let's say, for instance, um, that you're somehow thinking of something that you want to manifest, to resonate with it is to really call it forth. By being Absolutely. it already, it's already like a magnet. It's already there. Absolutely. Take take every object on this planet, whether it's a rock, a stone, a piece of glass, a piece of paper, a brick, a house, um, a form of life, doesn't matter what it is, everything resonates at a different frequency, like a radio station. Yeah. You turn the radio station to 107, you got sound. You turn it in between, you have static. You turn it to, say, 104, you have sound. That's exactly the same frequency as every single thing on this planet. It vibrates at a particular frequency. Mm. That's all it is, lower and higher. Wow. Yeah. I, um, shall we get on with the next question? I would yes. want to talk about this more, but we'll get to the next question. This is... Uh, this is something pretty cool that Mystical Man manifests. I've got here, um, this may sound like an unusual question, but it's hounding me ever since I read your book. You created a character named Angelo who makes coffees, teas, and fine foods. And then this main character you called Mystical Man gave him, gave Angelo eternal life through the substance you call living energy. My question is, is this living energy real or just simply your imagination creating an illusion gone wild? <laughs> well, to many, to many, Michael, with logical thinking, the answer would be yes. 
I've lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But to someone who has always known that there are multidimensional worlds by the millions, universes by the millions, vibrations by the trillions, there are forms of life that are beaming all over every single universe, but we don't see them because they all vibrate at different frequencies in evolution. Humanity is at the lowest, third dimensional, physical, very logical, and we're trying to break free from the emotions that hold us back in the misery and pain we cause through war. Since humans have lived on this planet for 928,000 years, there have been over 157,000 violent, bloody wars, over 17 to 19 billion, not million, billion humans have been slaughtered in wars or in total violence. When we learn to go beyond emotion, we become feeling beings, conscious beings. And that's when we really open up to the divine that is within ourselves. Now with Angelo, mystical man, he's limitless. He knows that he can take an energy from the living energy and through his mind, he can manifest it into any form of reality and give it conscious life. Now, that is incredible. That is incredible. Because that actually does happen in other universes. There are beings that create worlds there is a being called Yarkus Cardus who has been around, as far as I know, for billions of years. How long? I have no idea. He creates worlds. He even destroys worlds when it goes wrong to bring back the balance. Now, Mystical Man, for some reason, created Angelo because he wanted to please his team members. After a hard day's work, sitting down at... Um, uh, where is it, uh, Niagara Falls, outside this massive magical tent that he created, he creates this cart. Then he creates this being called Angelo out of living energy through the power of his own thought consciousness. He is now, Angelo is now a living being. He manifests all his food, all his food, sorry, through his thoughts into physical reality, then takes it to the table, whatever they've ordered, and said, here is your divine food. They eat that food as if it truly does exist. Now, you remember the series called Star Trek, the old ones where they press a button and they manifest their food? Well, in a way, it's similar. But the difference is they use energy. And there are beings right throughout the universes that do these things that we're not even aware of. And we would call them gods. They would look at us and laugh and say, what? I'm not a god. I'm just a creator. But I've been around for billions of years. They've gone beyond the body. They no longer need solid matter to exist. 
through thought consciousness, you can dissolve the physical matter slowly as you grow consciously. And eventually, you can create a body. And that's what I did with Angelo because that's what I do when I go to sleep in my physical body. I go out and create a body and I travel the world and I do different things. It's a hard one, a hard concept, Michael. But there are people on this planet that do think along the same line. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, what a cool answer. That was so good. Oh, okay. Uh, um, good, Michael. You're good. <laughs> You're good. All right. So the next question I have for you, uh, oh, this is beautiful. Uh, to follow on from what you just said, this next question really fits in. Um, I've always been fascinated by those little beings called fairies and elves that are supposed yes. to live in gardens or rainforests. And Roman, in your new book, you created, you create, or as you put it, manifest an entire world alongside our world. And you, when I say you, I mean mystical man, but you wrote it. <laughs> um, you created so many different types of these little beings. My question is, are they real or just a figment of an overactive mind? Uh, but also... You must have had a reason to write such a wonderful story. Why did you? Okay. Again, I believe in sensible knowledge. And I think a lot of the knowledge that used to exist on this planet has been lost in time. I want to enlighten people that the little beings they saw when they were only two years of age, three years of age, four years of age, five years of age, were real. Because the elementals live within the fourth dimension. And they're the ones that help look after Mother Earth. They are the spirits of Mother Earth. Some look after the rock formation. Some look after the plant formation. Some look after the animal formation. Others look after the human formation. They help us. They're there to help us. And at the moment, they're crying out that we need to change our way, our thinking in what we are doing to the earth, especially when it comes to pollution. Pollution worldwide is killing Hundreds of thousands of people. It's just incredible. But these beings, and the reason I brought them in was to show, to show humanity, especially the audience that's at that show, that these beings are alive. And if they could think on it long enough, they would go back to when they were a child and they would say, oh my God, I remember that little being called Johnny. He used to come to me all the time. He used to play games with me. But my daddy, he told me they don't exist. It's just my imagination. My mummy told me the same thing. So he would go to this little being called Jashi and he would say, you don't exist. My mummy and daddy tells me that you don't exist, so go away. 
That's what happens, Michael. That's a that's a story that's happened gazillion times, right? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And you, what happens? We literally close down that part of our psyche, mm. and it's very rare that we reopen that. Mm. And that's what's really sad. That's why I brought them all out, especially the ones that are with me. Mm. I brought them out. I I wanted them to feel life. So when it's created into a movie, it's going to be spectacular to actually see the fourth dimensional world open up mm. to the third dimensional world and the two can come together. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. It will change. If it ever happened, it would change humanity's thinking overnight. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's, it's, sorry, one other thing. It's like the Yowie. You know, I have one called Gaba, and I've had him for many, many, many years. And he stands about nearly seven foot tall. He's big, hairy, yes. But the reason no one sees them is a little different to what I just told you. They were taught by a civilization called the Nakarons, who live on a planet called Nakaris, 417,000 light years from Earth. They taught the Yowies, the Yetis, how to walk, Bigfoot, how to walk between vibrations. Now, right throughout human history, there's stories, there's, there's drawings on the walls where they've been walking and suddenly disappeared as if they didn't exist and suddenly they're there again. They have the ability through thought consciousness to walk between vibrations. It's like a veil. Mm -hmm. It's like opening up a veil and standing behind it. No one can see you. And you take the veil away and there you are. Uh, And it's not just uh, seeing, it's physical as well. They're literally not vibrating in the third dimension, right? That's right. For for a moment. When they disappear, they literally uh, are not physically there. That's right. Wow. And they are physical beings, by the way, too. So they are third dimensional with fourth dimensional capabilities. I see. So it's, yeah, they, they are not like what you were saying, the, the elementals. So they're not an no. elemental. You wouldn't classify them as an elemental or would you? No, they, no, they existed on Earth at one time. They're, by the way, there's a movie called um, Smallfoot and oh. I bought it. We bought it for our son, and it's really, really funny. It's a cartoon, okay. and and it's really good, very well made. And even Danny DeVito, um, he plays in it, you know, and it's it's brilliantly laid out about the history of, of the Yowies and the Yetis. So when I look at my book and I think about how I did that, that's brilliant because it sort of ties in. Huh. So people are teaching all over the world, through their movies, through their books. Yeah, wow. This concludes part three of an interview with Roman Harambura on his book, The Dream Assassin, Volume 1. For more on Roman and his other books, visit etcconsciousness.com and for his latest book, visit thedreamassassin.com. My name is Michael Yon. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more.